Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are across the globe. We are your hosts, Sean Alvari, and yours truly, Shai Jalayer, and you are about to experience the S2 effect. Kick the intro. All right, we got shy. I hope all is well, man. We got a good topic in debating who is um, a better player in Messi or Ronaldo, Ronaldinho if you give, uh, put their best years against each other. If it's one year, two years, you put their best. Who's the better one? But we got shy. How are you doing, shy? Good morning, my dear friend, Sean. How are you? I hope you're ready for this uh this this day that i'm about to bring you i know shy's got messi i got ronaldinho so we're gonna kind of give our takes on it what we feel makes them better than the other uh and then we go from there yeah you know i think on the surface sean people are going to be like oh you know ronaldinho and messi there's really not a comparison but i think that's a little bit unfair right i mean i think uh, both in their own right are legends of the game. Messi's work is still undone. So, um, you know, I think the, the exciting thing about this is there's plenty of fodder for you to kind of support your case on Ronaldinho, 100% sure, uh, for sure. So it should be fun today. Um, so we'll see how this goes. I think even if you look at it from a pure perspective, you know, if you're debating like, other players, like if it was Messi, Cristiano, something else, but we're bringing in Ronaldinho and Messi, basically the relationship. I mean, in Barcelona, what Ronaldinho was to Messi, what now Messi is to Ronaldinho, how close of a bond those two even have. Um, and we're kind of debating who's better. If you, if you bring them on this platform, they, won't, they, they would all both say, the others better because of the amount of love they have for each other. It's a natural friendship, is a natural brother love. One hundred percent, Sean. I think that's uh, that's one of the, the toughest things when you when you talk about these comparisons, right? I mean, uh, I I don't think it's any secret uh, that you know Messi thinks the world of Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho kind of putting him and bringing him under his wing during those times in the early years was a huge part, I think, of uh, not only Messi's footballing development, but even maturation in the game. So, uh, like I said, I think uh, it's, it's a, it's a tightrope of a discussion here. You know, it can go a couple different ways. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, I think uh, you, can't, you can't fight anyone's opinion based on uh, who's a better footballer, regardless, through any of the generations, because at the end of the day, it's about how a football player makes you feel on a personal level. And you can't debate that at the end. But I'm going to try and convince you that Messi is still <laughs> the greatest. So, Shai, should I go first? Should you go first? Who do you want to go? You know, I, if you want, I can, I can give you a, a few uh, tidbits on uh, first, you know, why I think Messi is the greatest, uh, you know, and we can just uh, we can just talk about this, man. Let's and let me guide you and, and see if I can convince you to to join the the, the bright side <laughs> of the force. Let, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. 
here's, here's a couple points why I think it's very difficult. Uh, it would be very easy for me to statistically, I think, kind of lay out some, some points about Messi. I think uh, some of the things that I, I draw on that makes Messi the greatest ever. Um, I think first and foremost, I don't think there's an, another player um, who's come into the game who has the ability to influence the game in, in a single moment. Um, he can be quiet. I think coaches can tactically uh, suffocate him at times, whether they, they play a physical game against him, they man mark him, or whether they choke off the service into him. Uh, it looks to be working. And then he finds these moments of individual brilliance. And that's not always him scoring the goal. It could be him uh, getting a little pocket of space underneath and being able to deliver that, that final ball. So I think in terms of influence for me, there's not anybody that's been greater in terms of being able to find that moment to change the game. Um, you know, the other thing is, and I think this kind of relates to where we are in, in, in our timeline in the future here of modern soccer is that we now can scientifically gauge what these players are doing. And frankly, what he does uh, defies uh, physics and science, uh, you know, and to the point where, you know, people have, have said that it's almost that he's born to do this, like all great artists of whatever uh, endeavor that do, uh, he, he just seems born to, to be a footballing genius. And so um, for him to be able to accelerate to 19 uh, miles an hour in, I think they said 2.5 seconds, and then that's one thing. And then to decelerate and then repeat a movement while the ball at his feet, you know, and they're comparing him to an all pro NFL player. I just, again, I just think that there's, there's players uh, that may have certain qualities in terms of like you take Mbappe, who obviously is a, a physical phenomenon, but the ability to do this with the ball at your feet and change direction and change multiple directions is amazing. No, I mean, <laughs> man, you're setting me up though. Um, uh, so I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go into, so I, I threw it out there, hit it out of the park. <laughs> uh, so basically, I mean, you already said it. You can't go into stats. I mean, if I just bring out one season and I'm going to go on Messi's side too, on this is Ronaldinho, his best year. He has 21 goals for Barcelona. That's his best year. Messi has 50 goals. 2012 his best year so that's one season just compare one season just gives you an overall effect what Messi has I mean the only one that comes close to in stats is CR7 to yeah. Messi if we're just going to go stats so stats I get it Messi dominates it and and I'm not here to argue the stats I'm here to argue the movement I'm here to argue the eye test I uh, I think we tend to forget because it's been a while and, um, you know, both led a movement. Ronaldinho led the Jogo Bonito movement. Messi led the Tiki Taka movement. Okay. And 
they both were influential. I think, imagine the way social media is today if it was during Ronaldinho's prime and showcasing every aspect of it. For me, Ronaldinho was just unreal. I think as much as people say Cristiano Ronaldo is out of this planet, Messi is out of this planet, when I see stuff from my perspective, in my humble opinion, I can see stuff CR7 and Messi do that I can do. There was some stuff Ronaldinho did that I'm like, mm, that's a little unreal, man. And, I, and I'm going back in, in games at highest level, what he did. And I know Henri would say he messy with toy with guys. No, but Ronaldinho really toyed with guys. I mean, he did toy with guys. If we, if we see some of the stuff he did on the eye test, I, and I know a lot of the, the stats is what carries long-term because you're like, oh, show me footage, show me footage, because some of them might not have the certain footages with, with things. But the impact he did, and I, and I want to even go on, a, on another lane and talk about that. He was a renaissance player. He can do futsal. He can do beach soccer. He was a freestyler. Um, and the moves he did while juggling and stuff, I mean, he can go into that world and be in the top echelon in every aspect. Like, he was a chameleon in that. Um, now... The efficiency Messi has uh, is second to none. And I want to go now in environment, things that Ronaldinho didn't have to get in that. And I'm talking about raw talent. Ronaldinho, I think, was born. He came here. And I know Messi was a natural talent as well, but he trained it. I mean, it's, it's huge when you have a family from Argentina, sacrifice, take you there, and properly are over your head telling you, a, be, be in this environment, be focused. And then, and then you even look at his wife that was from a childhood friend, keeps him in the lane as well. I think having a wife, having family keeps him in that lane. Ronaldinho had family like that, but it weren't in a positive light like Messi's was. And I, what I mean is that environment, you know this shy too, it's important in the environment that's created to allow you to stay in the lane. And I think Ronaldinho literally would just show up to training when he did. Outside of it, it's whatever. I mean, there's stories of him going partying, doing this, doing that. A true maverick in his own way um, with, with not the discipline. So there's things that are going to, I can't argue on, but I'm going on pure talent. Pure talent when, when everything was at its peak, at its peak. I personally, when I even, and I was a Maradona fan too, I just don't see the way he took over a game. There was games against Chelsea, games with his 5'10 stature, his strength, his speed, his size, to literally carry a Barcelona team I don't think is as strong that Messi had. I think Messi had a stronger Barcelona team in the midfield with Xavi and Iniesta, even though Ronaldinho had it. He had a younger version of it. Um, I don't think uh, in the start of Messi, Messi had arguably one of the greatest coaches in Pep Guardiola starting his career. I'm talking about the start. Every time the start is difficult. I know uh, Ronaldinho had Ray Card and stuff, but not to a standard of Pep Guardiola. 
I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo had Alex Ferguson as well as a mentor and older father. So I want to kind of bring those in the environments that kind of, I think, didn't allow Ronaldinho to get into certain things of guidances. But pure talent, man, this guy did change and he moved the generation that we tend to forget. I, I think one of your points was valid. Uh, well, you had a lot of good points, don't get me wrong. Uh, but one of the, the greater points that I, I too appreciate that you said was the fact that they were both part of movements um, and that, um, you know, Ronaldinho was the face of the Jogo Benito movement. Um, while Messi uh, was the face of whether that's uh, properly termed or not, even Guardiola will tell you that the, the term tiki-taka is not something that he wants to be attached to, but it was termed that, that in that movement. Um, you know, the environment clearly, uh, personality clearly takes a player in, in a certain direction 100%. Um, and I think that, that actually adds far, you know, more to my my argument that you know um as great as messi is and you can make the argument as much of a support system that he might have um even even cr7 at that point that their greatness would make it so much easier uh to fall into certain traps of their lifestyle um and i think that's another great point to my my end why messi is such a such a great player is that um, he is so uh, painfully aware of his greatness in that he tries to maintain a uh, clean lifestyle. And I believe it's not just about, hey, you know, I need to stay clean because I want to be great in the sense that, you know, in order for me to perform, I need to lead a certain lifestyle. I think it has a lot to do with his awareness about being a public figure um, and, you know, and, and making sure that in this day and age when everything that you can do can be put out there and twisted, he, leaves, he lives a life that's somewhat above reproach. And I think that uh, is another significant uh, feather in his cap. Uh, now we can argue that that's also why he's, he's an unbelievable player, right? Because he, you know, he's already, what, 32, 33 at this point. And, you know, you're having people say he could play another three to four years at a very high level. Uh, and, and that's under conditions where players are clearly trying to get after you. And, uh, you know, Maradona struggled in that environment, was constantly being butchered. And then this isn't a guy... Who, who falls down and, and tries to take care of the body. This is a guy who takes his lumps and gets on with it. So, you know, there's no question that environment and personality type, um, you know, has, has a, an effect on what you become. Um, but again, I think that, that supports, you know, my theory of why Messi is such a great player. I mean, um, you know, he, you know, he also, to me, kind of defies uh, what people don't give him enough credit for is, you know, I read a quote on um, the, the Keep It On The Deck platform. They had a quote from Ronaldinho that basically said, as a forward, you don't have time to think. You know, everything is kind of off the cuff and it's, it's instinctive. 
Um, you know, I don't think enough credit's given to the IQ that Messi has, right? Um, you know, everybody talks about this natural innate ability, this instinctive, this irrational ability to make things happen. But you got to think about the, the problem solving ability that Messi has that is like no other. He is being faced uh, every time that he steps on a field against competitors um, and, and a coaching staff that is clearly trying to take him out of the game. And for him to find a way to be consistently uh, an influence takes a problem-solving ability. Um, and the fact that he's able to do that and to, to disrupt the opposition's tactics is, is amazing. I don't think enough credit is given to his intellect, his football understanding. And conversely, you know, how often his own coaching staff has used Messi in different ways where, you know, I think in the past players would have said, look, man, I'm, I'm a 10 or I'm a nine or I'm a seven. Stop, stop messing with me and let me just play. Messi has this innate ability to say, okay, you know, if it's good for the team and if it's going to help us and help me get on with it. And I think the introduction of the false nine just kind of shows you, you know, although, you know, a deep line striker is nothing new. The fact, the way that they used it and used him in that process, again, shows his ability to adapt and that, that, that football and brain is just, again, I hate to say it, uh, you know, uh, next level, uh, alien, whatever you want to say. And I don't know that uh, any player at this point has shown that kind of genius. No, I mean, look, it's hard to argue on a lot of platforms in, in um, what Messi has done to this day, and he continues to do. I, I'm taking it a route of environment, and I'm taking and I want to and I want to go into that because not even Ronaldinho, I think there's a lot of players that missed the boat. And it has nothing to do with them. They're not, they're not, that their ambition is not high enough. It's just, they didn't, they just didn't have that coach or parent that was able to create that. And I, and I don't, I'm not holding that against Messi. I'm just saying, if you peel the layers off, peel the layers off and take the environments away and just put the purity of the players, Ronaldinho in its purest, I think you can give a blank a co coach that player at the purest boat and they can maximize more with Ronaldinho. They can maximize more from Ronaldinho. If I gave you Ronaldinho and Messi at the early stages of purity to develop them in their peak, the raw perspective of the potential and raw talent, raw talent, Ronaldinho's upside. I mean, it's hard to convince me. And I look, and I love Messi. And I love Messi. I think Messi's an amazing player. He's probably going to go down as the greatest of all time. Okay. But to me, and this goes against Maradona is one of my favorite players too, of what he did in his era. I try to bring everything into perspective. When you see the food they're eating today, 
when you see the every every aspect the coaches they have compared to what it was before and the the way the game's evolving to timing and everything shy i mean if you go and give the layers off in the pure form and you look at ronaldinho when ronaldinho was coming into his own and he got into his peak and keeping him there man i mean like literally your jaws on the floor some of the stuff he did like i'm talking about what was it the Balls in the box, bounce it, hits it over the player, scissors it the other way. Um, you know, moments of juggling two players at, in one section and then being able to put it together as an entertainer. I know some people can't do it just being an entertainer and not getting silverware. Being to win it at all levels. I mean, win it for Brazil, for World Cup, Confederation Cup, Copa America, UEFA Champions League, La Liga has won literally a trophy in every level. So an entertainer to put it there has to put a lot of value in that. And that's the angle I'm trying to take it at. And I want, because I think if we go overall career longevity, there is no argument, but pure raw talent. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. You know, it's hard because uh, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, you know, I think, uh, you know, from a perspective, you, you made a comment that, okay, you look at Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, Messi, and on the surface, you're saying, well, I can do that. Meaning, you know, they don't, they don't, you know, Ronaldo's doing a scissor. You know, we can replicate a scissor. Uh, you know, Messi's about hard chops, hard cuts, changes of pace. We, we can do that where, you know, Ronaldinho's doing elasticos on the run and he's doing the elastico behind the leg and he's certainly bringing an entertainment um, level and an attraction to the game. And there's no question that um, as a fan, you know, we're all consumed by that level of ability. I mean, it, it, it's like comparing, you know, a, a, a center who can score 50 points because he's, he's going to get the ball deep into the, the paint and being able to dunk versus, you know, Michael Jordan and what Michael Jordan brings to the game in terms of entertainment value. And I get all that, you know. Um, this isn't, for me, you know, the, the problem with this discussion in, in its premise is the fact that it's, it's a very, uh, you know, there's, there's only two ways to go about it. And, and the, the one fact, the one way is the statistics, which I've, I've said, you know, would be too, for lack of better words, would be too easy to kind of say, look, this is, this is a no brainer. So what I've tried to do is just kind of, you know, sell to you that, that, it, it, the intangibles, things that we really can't put our finger on, right? I mean, these are for all intents and purposes. These are almost opinions. Um, yeah, I agree. Like, God, you know, Ronaldinho, like the one thing that I, I remember uh, that he did was uh, getting the ball on top of the box. He traps it. He swivels his hips twice and then gets enough a whip on the ball and bends it into the, the upper corner. You know, um, it, it's cool. There's no question. Um, uh, but I think... Can Messi do that? And, and I think Messi has in his own way, right? I think, 
Um, you know, it's can Messi do an elastico? Uh, I'm pretty sure that Messi can do an elastico, but I think it's it's stylistically that's that's what you're getting at here. It's a stylistic issue. Uh, one guy likes to go from point A to point B as straight as possible. The other guy wants to go to point B by beating point A two times and, and kind of adding a little flavor to it. Um, you know, again, it's, it's to me, uh, Neymar kind of has that kind of feel to him, right? I mean, Neymar wants to do a lot of that that kind of uh, ma magician stuff before he's beating a player, right? Um, you know, and, and could the way the game is developed have something to do with that, right? I mean, um, do players nowadays, and it's funny to think because you're making the argument that they were contemporaries, right? They, they played alongside each other for a bit. Um, but could the speed of the game have a, a, an effect on why players can't sit and kind of do certain things on top of the ball? Um, because I, I think the only player that comes to mind at this point that has found a way to add a little flair uh, is, is Neymar. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, no other player at this point tends to jump out. In that in that regards um so again you know i know you want to take it a certain route the problem with that is to your point it's an uneven table because yeah messi did it couldn't do that he like like you said he has an environment that's stable where maybe the argument is ronaldinho's environment wasn't stable right so it's kind of an uneven platform so i try to try to bring it to the point where okay let's let's talk about points where there is an even playing field so i'll give another example um ronaldinho played in his own right played with some exceptional players right um where i think his ability to fit in um you you always hear people love ronaldinho but you'll hear the fact that like you said, would roll into sessions late, uh, was out at the, the nightclub uh, the night before games, um, where this kind of rubbed teammates the wrong way, right? Um, where I think Messi has this uncanny ability to play alongside great players and has the ability to somehow minimize who he is within that mix so he's got this and, and you know whether it's false humility there's no doubt that Messi knows he's the best I, I i just don't believe you can walk around and do what you do and just not recognize that you're you're that good but you know the fact that you know um suarez needs a goal or the feel is that he needs a goal and instead of bearing the penalty he takes a little nudge so Suarez can, can knock it in. To me, these are acts of humility that I don't think a lot of players have. And that's, an innate, that's another innate trait that I think is overlooked. And I think these are things that are even in terms of the playing field, that Ronaldinho 
had the opportunity to do some of the same things. Okay, and that's my argument in this. Let's, let's put it in an environment where it's always gonna be, okay, they both have this going for them. And then you can make the argument, okay. And again, at the end of the day, I'm not sitting here telling you that I disagree with you. I mean, I, I watch Ronaldinho and like I said, and, and, and you know, I'll even go a step further that when you see Ronaldinho do things and you see Messi do things, who are you more likely to go and try to emulate, right? I'm gonna be more likely to try, hey, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that elastical behind my leg, right? Uh, where yeah, I, I think you just kind of throw your hands up a Messi and you go, yeah, I'm not, what am I gonna do? I can't beat five guys in, in, in six seconds. It's, it's impossible. So I, I, I agree with a lot of your points, man. No, and, and Shai, it's apples and oranges. I think people have their style of it. And one of the reasons I love Ronaldinho, and you know this of, of me as well, is thinking out of the box. Like even that elastical out of the back, I would do it with a step over and try to do it fast. And, and you try to do it around and create your own version of it. And Ronaldinho had things that he's created, but he put his own spin on. That elastical was done by, uh, I think it was a Rivalino. Yeah, Rivellino, yeah, yeah, so did it, but when you look at Rivellino's and then you look at Ronaldinho, he put another flavor to it. Ronaldinho would always put a different flavor to things, and he played with a smile on his face. He had his celebration that everybody wanted to go and do this, and hey, what's up? Everybody that says this now is the Ronaldinho sign in soccer. He had a marketability, I think way better than even uh, Cristiano if he was in this era. I mean... I know he had the bust. He didn't look the part like Chris. But, man, I, I'll tell you this. If I was a kid and Ronaldinho was in today's game, and the, the difference between him and Neymar, dude, he was a tree trunk. I mean, he does the stuff Neymar does, but you come and try to hit him, you'll bounce off of him too. And he, he was holding off Makaleli and stuff like that. My thing is, this, if we go into even a basketball analogy, I mean, I think if you want to bring up Messi – coming short of silverware in an in international aspect. And you can have the argument like he won these silverwares in Barcelona, Xavi, Busquets, Guardiola was there. But when Guardiola was in there, he had Xavi and Yesta and Busquets. And they really made Messi become Messi because he couldn't do it in Argentina without these guys. He couldn't win the World Cup. My comparison that I'm trying to say in basketball now the guy that comes to mind is LeBron James. LeBron James and Messi come to mind because if you go into stats, they're killing it. If you go into selfless play, everybody says these guys are savants getting their teammates involved in that. But people won't, uh, uh, purists, some purists, not all, don't put him past Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan because they go with the tangibles with him. They didn't, he didn't have that bite, okay? He didn't have that oh, I'm going to take over this game. And he can't do it without these teammates. When he was by himself, he couldn't do it. And the knocks that, to me, and I'm, and I'm going to bring it on you, kind of as much as I love Messi, he takes is there was great moments, great moments. 2014 World Cup, Germany. Yes, Iguain missed it. Yes. Can you correct me on the name? Uh, there was another player. He, he had like a hair strap here. I'm forgetting the name. 
uh, Argentinian player, he, he missed another opportunity too. It's not coming to mind. But Messi had his moment before the overtime to score the goal that goes slightly wide. And I know you're like, one more. But, you know, those to me puts a crack in the armor. And in a, in a time where if, if, to be fair, if he does bring that and a penalty kick, penalty kick in Copa America puts it away, I'm talking about, I think he's checking off everything. And I'm just coming from an argument aspect of, hey, Ronaldinho entertainment. Um, and he does stuff that Messi can't do in entertainment. And he can get some aha goals that you're like, wow, I've only seen maybe Zlatan do or something like that. But this crack in the armor, if I want to take out stats, the tangible part where he didn't have that Barcelona squad around. He doesn't come through in moments where he could have came through. Penalty kicks in Copa America and World Cup against Germany, that goal opportunity. What would you, be your argument on those moments? You know, and I think this is the argument that's going to follow him the rest of his career, right? Um, it's, it's at the end of the day, uh, and I don't, you know, I don't know. It, it seems to be primarily a, a, an American-centric um, argument that great players are defined by winning championships uh, where in football that doesn't that's not always the case because you know Johan Cruyff is legitimized without winning a world cup uh, people talk about George Best you know as as his greatness there are a lot of great players who've not uh, uh, won the the great the great silverware um, I think it's, it's, you know, clearly Argentina was a good squad, but they weren't a great squad in comparison to the squad that Ronaldinho um, won his World Cup with. I think uh, many would argue that that could be one of the best Brazilian sides ever. Um, so I think um, it's, it's a difficult uh, comparison. The other comparison is that, you know, well, he's only one at Barcelona. And, um, you know, with these players, you know, sometimes that can be, you know, you can make the argument that's what makes Cristiano Ronaldo so great is that he's got this ambition to go on, in, in, on every team and, and, and see where, where he can take the next challenge and so forth and people knock on Messi that um you know it's because of his lack of ambition and I don't think that's the case at all I think uh, if anything it's it's a another carrot in his hat I think to this point he has he has felt like a, a certain level of compulsion to stay with Barcelona for what he feels they have done for him and his family I think he is a loyalist and I think it's extremely difficult for him to, to leave. Uh, I think he is attached to the culture there. I think he is in, embedded uh, in the fandom there. And I think he thinks about all that stuff. So I, I don't know that I necessarily agree with the argument. Well, you know, he can't, he can't win it. I think all great uh, players 
if they're great, they put themselves in moments where other players can't, can't do it, you know? And uh, sometimes you, if you do it enough, you're going to eventually come short, right? Players, if you take a PK at some point in a tight game, you're going to, you're going to miss one here or there. It's going to be saved. So, you know, my argument to that going circling back around with Ronaldinho is I don't think that's necessarily a fair comparison in terms of uh, the representation of their national team. You know, I think uh, uh, the jury's still out. We'll, we'll see if, if Messi can, can win it. Um, uh, maybe, maybe not. At the end of the day, does that change my impression of him? Uh, for being um, the greatest, it's not. It's not why I think he's the greatest. You know, I do think he's the greatest because ultimately uh, he sets the he's he set a standard for both individual uh, and team marks, and I think that's what. And and he does it day in and day out, right? I mean, so I think uh, for me that doesn't jade the fact i mean if that's what people want to make their argument on then there's how how do you debate that you, you can't right yeah the fact is he's not won a world cup right um but he's won a lot of other things for sure no and, and shy i mean i get it it's a it's a american kind of perspective of going at things but i mean the thing is, it's hard to argue stats in eras from different eras because the game was different. You know, when you look at it, like, I mean, in the 80s, 90s, Maradona's era, I mean, it wasn't as pretty as here, but they were hitting. Like, they were murdering legs, and it was vicious. Like, players were coming off like, like they can't walk the next day, and they didn't have doctors like that. They didn't have sports performance to get him as efficient like that so when you look at those aspects there's so much layers that it's hard to argue those elements so you it comes down to your era and were you able to win and i get you brought george best join cruyff but i don't put george best and join cruyff number one and two of all time you know i think there's other players of as great as join cruyff is as great as george best is you don't put him in one and two of all time. And well, neither would Ronaldinho. Neither I mean, who? Neither would Ronaldinho, right? I mean, Ronaldinho is not in the same conversation as a lot of times George Best or Johan Cruyff. In he all was. Fairness. He was. He was. And, I'm just, and that's why I'm, going, I'm circling back around his best year. In his best year that he won that ball on or with the Barcelona, I think his first year in Barcelona, kind of second year, not the 2005 when he won Champions League, but when he was, it was kind of like the year in, in the years. Full seasons of real greatness. And that was the 2004 to the 2006. That was the, the, those were his greatest years. And he was considered, and that's why we got to remove the stats because like that 21 was portrayed high in those times, but um, he was considered past at the time everybody was talking about Maradona and Pele. He was being put, hey, man, he's above it right now, or he's with them right now in that time. In that era, he was being talked about with that. And because of he's won with the World Cup with uh, Brazil, he's won Copa America, he's 
He's on Barcelona, what he's doing. And then when he wins the Champions League, before he enters that um, fall season, and you can see basically that Brazil World Cup in 2006 is, was the kind of the decline where he was like not caring as much and it kind of started to hit him. But right at the Champions League final, when he won it was the peak where he literally checked off every check mark of championships and movement he was at the highest he was the brand he was everything and he was considered the best i mean in that time he was considered the best and they were talking about all times um so i want to take that argument and that's why i'm i'm talking about that when you bring in the tangible of championships he won because messi's 2014 squad maybe you can take a knock at the at the coach with it but the squad of players Sergio Aguero, Higuain in 2014. Yes, they got to step up too, but he 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 doesn't have a weak squad with him where they are with their club with their club teams. No, so they're not weak, but they're not in comparison to when uh, when Ronaldinho walks off the world with the World Cup, right? I mean, um, Ronaldo's not in his prime though. Ronaldo's coming from that injury, even though he's getting you goals. He's not the 98, 99. Yeah, you can argue (laughs) circles all you want. At the end of the day, I think talk about that team and it's and it's the players that left the mark on the game. You know, I'm going to circle back around to your point about you know whether he was in the same breath of those guys or not. I I don't I don't uh, and I'm I'm old, so I might not have good memory, but I don't remember Ronaldinho being considered the greats of all time. I know that they were talking about him being one of the greatest of his generation. uh, And there's no arguing that. There's no arguing that. You know, what I would argue with you is, you know, again, um, uh, barring our own uh, biases, if, if you put this out there, is how good is he? Right? I mean, in the sense that does he make the top 10 of all time? Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. My point being is that um, winning, winning a World Cup or not winning a World Cup, it could take us down the same path as going and looking at statistics because that's what it is. It's a statistic, right? Now, you may argue that, oh, well, it's about you know, leading your team to glory. Well, I don't think Ronaldinho led his team to glory. He was part of a great team, um, you know, just as as Messi is part of a great team, right? That's what everybody wants to say. So, you know, it's it's if that's apples to apples, you know, when, when they're both given great players around them, they've been able to achieve great things. I think that's that's uh that's a fair statement you know um my argument is not whether ronaldinho is great and my argument is not whether ronaldinho is fun to watch and my argument isn't whether ronaldinho quite honestly is in the top two or three or whatever my argument is um and i don't think there's an argument that he's not going to go down as the greatest player and regardless if you isolate it in one year or you isolate it in a career he's he's not gonna go down he's gonna go down like you said i think there's some things that 
I 100% agree with. Like, you know, you made a point where I wonder if Ronaldinho was in the same um, platform of today, you know, is there an argument where social media can create a player's greatness by the repetition of seeing them constantly in your, in your face? And so is there an argument for that? They're, you know, that they're very well could be, right? Like if, if you saw Ronaldinho every day on Instagram and or on a TikTok doing something, you know, he's on your consciousness. And could that make a difference? But then I would say that then there were a lot of players that maybe missed that boat as well. Um, but Mar Maradona comes to mind. Maradona comes to mind too. I mean... Even now, I think because of there's some footage that archival footage that you know gets thrown around on on social media, and you're like, "Who smokes? This guy was ridiculous, right?" And um, but I think at the end of the day, I think there's just too much, um, you know, there's just there's too much uniqueness in what what um, what he brings, man. I just think that, uh, you know, we talk about the eye test, you know, and there's no question. I, I love seeing Ronaldinho take the piss on a player, but, you know, Messi does it in his own way. You know, I, I, don't, I don't remember the last time I've seen players get megged on the field so often, and it's just, it's not to take the piss. It's actually the only outlet out to get past the player. He seems to do it most, like all the time, right? And, um, you know, he's running at full tilt. You know, he's, he's leaning one way. The defender comes off his left. And, be, and he's, he's found a way to not make the guy. You know, and that's not to, to embarrass him. That's just his outlet at the moment. That's the only way to get out of it. Um, so, what so, was you know, out, so what was his outlet for Boateng? He just wanted to do, put him on skates? I mean, you know, look at what he did to Boateng. I mean, really, what did he do? You know, you and I are going to sit there. What, what did he do? He just, he, he has that ability to kind of, he just puts you on skates, right? I mean, that is the other thing. It's like, you know, we talk about, well, he, he's only using changes of pace and ins and outs and cuts. I never see him use a scissor. I never see him do an elastico. But how does he seem to beat the best players day in and day out? I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. He's just, um, you know, I, and I, I don't agree. I think, you know, I think he goes to, if he, he ever were to leave Barcelona, I think he would put his stamp wherever he goes. I just think he's that unique. And, and, and let me share something with, the, with you that you might not know. Um, when this whole debate on CR7 and uh, Messi came out probably about 10 years ago, I was on the other side. I was, I was saying that I think Cristiano Ronaldo is the greatest player. And my argument was uh, really it was the physical side of the game, his ability to uh, compete physically, his pace. Uh, to win balls in the air. Um, and 
I've, I've changed. I've changed and it's not because of anything anyone's told me. It's, it's just watching the game and seeing players evolve. Now I've circled back and I've said, yeah, this, this guy, this guy is, is better. No, and like I said, it's, it's hard to argue Messi or even Ronaldinho. I think you're going to have some people that purely love Ronaldinho like I do and grew up in the way he influenced it in a, in a youth and the personality he had in that era and movement and, you know, just who he was as a player, depending on what style of player you like, depending on what style of game you like. Uh, what's your personality? I think that's how people end up going and riding that player to the moon because some people will never get off the CR7 boat because of just the way he is. I mean, he looks the part. He's a good-looking guy. He's physique, physical good. He's fast. He's strong. He's technical. He'll take over games. He's angry when he doesn't win. You know, so it's like that's the characteristic. That's a real man. That's a real man. But Ronaldinho, he jokes too much. He's fine. No, man, but dude, he has flavor. He, that's Brazilian culture. He likes to have fun. So it, it all depends on that, in my opinion. My, my thing I keep going on, if, if you told me I'm a coach as much as I love Messi or a dad or anything, if I had a player of Ronaldinho and what I would have done in moments that he was on the rise or peaks and guiding it to being toned, especially in today's game, bringing it to today's game, having a player like Ronaldinho stature, the physical specimen he was in his stature. I mean, he was, I think, not too, not too far off what Cristiano Ronaldo sizes. I mean, in his peak, I mean, he had a good physique on him too. Um, not, I'm not saying like Cristiano Ronaldo level, but I'm talking about height-wise, everything like that. So if I can develop that, you know, the potential there. But in your argument, I think some of the credit's got to go if, if the player has done that. But I always go like this. Nothing is done by yourself. I think there's a team behind it, the messy team. Whoever's in that messy team, if it's in the home, to the coaching staff, to his agents, to all of the team he has behind, has got him to there. And I think whenever we talk about Manchester United, if we even segue away from the players, we're like, hey, how did Alex Ferguson do that? A lot of those coaches come out and say it wasn't just Alex Ferguson. He had a staff, the board were trusting him, the organization. And I think, um, you know, Messi, yes, he's at Barcelona for a year. Cristiano Ronaldo had to leave Real Madrid. And if you go into the layers of that, there's a reason he had to leave based on that. But sometimes leaving puts you out of your element and you have to reset things too. And, right. you know, right. and what, and even what, what, I thought they, I know Ronaldinho wasn't in shape, but maybe the organization was trying to do to Ronaldinho in Barcelona. It, it, it is a business, but he, he, his mentality wasn't uh, developed to be in a business. No one in his environment or team got him ready for it. So when they're trying to put Messi in the forefront and literally sell him away because he didn't have the discipline to carry out, man, I mean, you can tell not by his game, but from his b body. Like, it was changing. And based on that, it just showed the discipline. Like, he just wanted to go on. And it showed his greatness to be doing it at the highest level, not in shape at all. Like, doing it in AC Milan. And he looked heavy, but he's still doing it. 
And he's yeah. able with his touch technique. I mean, you see so many people go out the door just because they were relying on athletic ability. But this guy was able to do it on so many angles. That's why, uh, Shai, on my end, I debate the Ronaldinho cause because I think there's always layers to the success. And I think Messi is great, but I think everybody, I think if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And I think um, there's a team behind it. And I want, uh, in those things, the team's got to get acknowledged because uh, I think, um, you know, everyone, especially those levels of players that literally, you know, we always say come out of the womb like he was born to play. Messi was that. Ronaldinho was that too. But which environment was better? And Messi's environment, in my opinion, was better and got the longevity going where Ronaldinho's, I think, um, hindered some way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's a, a, you know, I don't disagree with you at all. Um, You know, you, you made a great point. I think to everything, you know, there's that old saying that it takes a village. You know, they used to say when it's like, when you talk about raising kids, it takes a village. You can't just have a mom and dad. You need mom and dad, the grandparents. You need mom, dad, the grandparents, and the neighbors to keep an eye. These are all valid points, Sean. Um, you, know, you know, you make a point about environment. But you and I have even talked that maybe the environment is also what breeds quality players, right? So maybe the environment that Ronaldinho came up in as much as it has some negative uh, connotations to his career, it could also be what fueled it. It could also be what uh, manifested uh, a lot of his ability. So I think, you know, you have to take a look at both sides. But again, I don't think anybody in their right mind, I think when they hear us uh, discussing these things, that, again, there is no right or wrong. And there, there can't be. There can't be. Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, there are players that I loved. And if I, if I told that to some people, people would be like, you liked him or, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's my personal opinion. That's, that's what, you know, those are who I watched and enjoyed. And, and so um, I think, again, you have to take everything uh, with a grain of salt and uh, every generation, you know, what's, what's really exciting is, is who's next. Who's next? Who's, you know, pretty soon, you know, how lucky we are. Even as young as you are, you've now gone through a stage where you've seen a generation of players that, man, I mean, they're, they're amazing. Um, you know, where I look at my, my kids and they've only seen maybe Messi and Ronaldo. Uh, and you just hope that there's, there's some, some more greatness around the corner. And I hope there is, you know, I don't want this to be the end of, you know, and I mean the end in our lifetime of something else around the corner. No. And I think you hit it on a, a perfect point of you've seen different eras because you've seen, and to be fair, I mean, Messi, as great as he is, I mean, he came in working his way in, But man, CR7 was not who he is to, today or in the, from the 2010 or even say 2008 time when Ronaldinho was at the peak, CR7 was playing, but he was not in where, you know, Ronaldinho was. And even from a younger player, Messi and Tevez 
were the conversations at the time over CR7 too. And that's why some people don't see it. A lot of people, the Neymars, the CR7, the Messi overpowers things because just they weren't, they were born 2004. They were born in the 2000. So they weren't able to witness. And I think when people see times and who they were um, from time, and I think that's where the respect comes. Uh, and I, you got to give respect, but you got to respect because I'm a firm believer in there is a time that their ages, if it's eight years old, seven years old to um, let's say 17, 17, where that environment so vital or even 18 to make you neck up strong to push through it and to make you understand what the purpose is in sacrificing discipline, hard work to be able to be in the game. And, you know, and even if we segue away from Ronaldinho and Messi, that environment of CR7 has got to be complimented as well, like got to be raved about because that's a a huge growth and a huge uh, reflection of the environment of if it was the mom, if it was older siblings in it, in the tough times, what got him mentally through things? Was it, was it Sir Alex Ferguson? Was it Paul Scholes? Was it that environment he went at United and they made him become a player he is now because of those key qualities, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think Robin Van Persie talked about Arsene Wenger. And that's why, you know, Guardiola's got to play a key role in, in Messi. I think Ronaldinho plays a key role in Messi. And as he, as he left, I mean, Ronaldinho could be a player that doesn't even accept him, could break him. I mean, Messi could not become Messi who he is if Ronaldinho in his prime sticks his foot down. A lot of people don't get that. But because of those older veterans wanting the game to grow and allowing younger players to say, you know what, you're special. I'm going to take care of you. Instead of saying, "Uh uh-oh, I don't want you to take my position. I'm not leaving here. Shows a huge, huge humility of Ronaldinho. And I love that. I love that. And I think uh, I see that in Messi as one. That, that just allows our game to get better. So I think this main debate of our selection of this, in my opinion, of Messi and Ronaldinho, is the humility they have and the beauty they both play in their own ways. You can pick arrows. One is having it longer than the others. One's killing it on the stats toward however you like. When they touch the ball, they both put a smile on your face. I mean, that smile doesn't get any bigger than if you talk about their best moments. Their best moments literally put hands here. Oh, my God, back here. Biggest smile afterwards. I mean, that's the best reflection of them both in my humble opinion. I don't think I could have said it any better. And I... You've made some great points, man. No, it was a, it was a great conversation, Shai. I think, I think these debates can go. And I uh, honestly, we would, uh, it's kind of like the barbershop debates that we can always go. But in the end, when we come back, when we have players like this, like, look, why can't we just enjoy them both? You there you know? go. Why can't we just enjoy them both? Talk about that. Hey, they're both great in their own. And I get it. And, I, and I, this is where I say, yes, I agree with you on the American thing. We want a number one. We want a number two. We want a number three and of all time. But when you look at the layers of it, 
You cannot have it based on eras, different eras, different times, unless in their primes, unless we can go back in time and say, let's take Messi's prime, go against Ronaldinho's prime. Let's go one-on-one, put him on one team, put him on one team, even out the team, go. Like, you can't do those things. Like, you just got to say they're great, different time. Whoever's in their time, they can't say they're better than them. There's only one probably one player in, in Messi's era that's never going to say, he's going to always keep saying he's better. But we know that. <laughs> we know that. Uh, but no, Shai, it was great. I mean, anything you want to kind of end it on and, and we circle it out on? I think uh, I to, to say, to piggyback on your point, man, I think, uh, you know, what's great is they, they give you the, uh, the shock. They take your breath away. Uh, they make you shake your head. They make you rub your eyes. Like, did I just, did I just see that? Uh, and above all, they, they, you know, and and, and let's let's uh, let's remember, man. That's, you know, people. Uh, some very, uh, I would say, the average person spends more money than they maybe can afford to go watch these guys play. And all they want is to forget about the troubles of the week. And that's why these players, and that's why our game is so amazing, is that um, for, for 90 minutes, we can forget about life for a while. No, and, and, and Shai, that's a great way to end it. And going on a, on a way to go is, you know, coaches in today's game, um, you know, we need to promote these kind of players more knowing that what you just said, that 90 minutes in this beautiful game, wherever you go in the world, some places are worse, especially in these tough times we're at in 2020. I mean, watching, uh, knowing how much we miss a 90 minute game, but right now the games that we get to watch that entertainment value of players like Messi and Ronaldinho are literally born. They're not created by coaches. And us as coaches, I think we need to take care of them. We need to know if they're there, how do we, A, let's take care of them. They're going to be something different than the other ones. And we need to take care of them so they don't, they don't because they make the game better. You know? So, yeah, that was great, man. Enjoyed it. Always, always.